Hello, video marketing professionals. Welcome to the podcast that takes the mystery out of producing videos. I'm Chris Schwager, and welcome back to part two. Is presenting on camera, holding you back with Dr. Greg Schrewer. Brennan, are you excited? Yes, I'm very excited to hear what Dr. Greg has to say because I know that I've got some limiting beliefs and you know barriers or, or blocking to to my thought patterns in the way that I present. Uh, no, actually, not just present, but the way I go about my my day to day as well. So I can I see your top that, lip uh, tightening, Brennan. You can see it, can you? <laughs> <laughs> for Maybe those I'm that, trying to perfect what I'm saying here. <laughs> yeah. So for those that don't understand, whenever Brennan gets tense or he's looking for perfection or whatever, there's a basic mannerism and basic body language that I've always seen, and it's the tightening of the top lip. Yes. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm okay with that because. <laughs> oh, good. Like, like we said before, I don't think I'm alone in this space of, of yeah. being uh, overly critical of, of the way I present. If you haven't already heard, go back and listen to part one where Dr. Greg Schreuer discusses what's happening in your brain and why is that stopping your ability to move forward. But if you're joining us again, here's a little recap from that episode. When I'm choosing to be me and not attached to people's judgments of me, Yes. I actually get a much better return on this. And now let's jump into part two, is presenting on camera holding you back with Dr. Greg Schuler. Remembering lines is probably the worst thing that you could possibly ask me to do and to try and say Mm. it authentically on camera when I don't know the subject in my sleep. Do you know what I mean? If I don't know yes. the lines in my sleep, right, it's horrible. You Correct. feel horrible. You don't want to do it again. You don't want to be part of it. You fear mm-hmm. somebody ever asking you to do it again. Brendan Southall is my business partner and long-term friend. We've been together for 20 years. I didn't realize that he had a confidence issue uh, in front of camera. Hello, I'm- hello. How are you? Great to meet you, Dr. Greg. I've heard a lot about you. I've been kind of like pushing Brendan, if you like, because he's in the video marketing space to presenting himself on camera. He just, yesterday, he's gone through all the on-camera training with me, you know, needs constant support, just like anybody else. And I suppose I'm interested to see, I guess, between the two of you, what could be done to improve his capabilities as a presenter and also reduce some of the, the underlying issues that he carries around with him. So the first thing that I would want to know is what, because even when the screen flicked to you, I could tell that you're a little bit nervous. I could see it in your facial expressions, like your, your subtle little cues. Yes. Like for you, Chris, like when you talk, you, you know, it's like you're in the practice and we're just shooting the shit. With Brendan, I can tell that there's some internal resistance there. You can see it in his face, which is not a good thing or a bad thing, right? It's just me giving feedback. It's just based on observation. So my question is, what is it about speaking in front of a camera that concerns you, stresses you out, worries you, scares the shit out of you? What is it that bugs you about it, do you think? And if you took my, my pulse rate at the moment too, I'm sure you'd find it's, it's elevated. <laughs> oh, I, I, can, I can feel it through the camera <laughs> and I'm not even next to you, yes. Well, it's actually a meter on Zoom that can measure that. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like reading it on the, on the left side here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm an introvert but by nature and I, okay. I think, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure what the, the fear is. I, I suppose it, it could be something like just trying to get it right, trying to get it perfect. Because I'm I'm a perfectionist, okay. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess it's the fear of um, yeah not coming across as as well as I do when I'm not on camera. Okay. So my question is this: Do you generally in your life have trouble letting go and just relaxing sometimes and just chilling out, or are you naturally able to do that outside of this type of this type of setting? Yes, I am naturally able to to let go of chill out and relax. Yes. Yep. Okay. But in this setting, in this particular moment, you want to come across like you're sounding perfect, like everything's, all the T's are dotted, I's are crossed. Yes. And I'm a very detailed orientated person. So if I think of myself in front of you guys right now, I don't really have an attachment to stuffing up and making a mistake because I I don't really care. I don't really care what people think of me. I don't care if they judge me on that. That doesn't make a difference to me. My intention is to get a message across. So as long as I get the message across, I don't really care about whether or not I make a few little slip-ups here and there. When you're attached to being perfect too much, that's when you make too many mistakes because you're trying to get it too right. So the question that I would ask you is if, let's say, you made lots of mistakes and you didn't get it perfect and you stuffed it up and it didn't come out as clearly as you wanted and it didn't have all the detail that you you like it to have, how would that be a benefit to you? It wouldn't. It wouldn't matter in the no. slightest. <laughs> there's always an upside wherever there's a downside, right? So if you perceive that you getting it wrong or not getting it perfect or not getting the detail the way you want it, if you're seeing that as more of a negative than a positive, so you're seeing more downside than upside, then you're not seeing the value of the imperfection. You're not seeing the value of allowing that into the experience. Now, for me, I look at that and I, like Chris, you know, you said you can edit out the arms. For me, I don't care about using an arm. Like I know there's like ways that you're supposed to present and ways you're supposed to speak. And I get that in order for it to be clear and very professional. But you can still get a message very clearly across just by being you. And you don't necessarily have to be perfect about how you do it. Like I was saying to Chris in, a pre, in the previous episode, It's about you being able to deliver something that you actually have a high value on. So for me, you can tell this comes quite naturally to me. I'm very confident. I don't like you're probably not seeing any flinching in my face, no facial expressions where I'm like, shit, I'm nervous about this because this is what I value. So this is automated in my head. I've been doing this for 15 years of my life. So this is on autopilot because I do this every day with every patient in various different ways, but this is how I speak and this is just how my brain works. So when it comes to you, part of the reason why some people want to get it perfect is sometimes the the content that they're talking about is not really high value content for them personally. So they don't really, for them, they don't place as high value on that for themselves just because it's not what they spend their time and energy dedicated to. That's one side of the equation. The other side of the equation, which which I was just talking to you about before, is not allowing yourself to just be relaxed in your delivery and being comfortable with people judging you and being comfortable with people critiquing you or criticizing how you say something, the way you deliver it, whether your content is good or sound or whatever the case might be. So I would ask again, how would it, how do you think it could be a benefit to you if you didn't get things perfect when you present it on camera? How could you, what would be the upside of that? A lot more uh, productivity, I think would be, would be a definite upside. So I wouldn't be trying okay. to spend so much time trying to perfect it. 
So Correct. And how would that benefit you, do you think? That would obviously create more opportunity for, you know, my role is typically in sales. So I'd be able to move through a lot more sales deals faster and, and uh, keep the deal more active more often. To- totally. And do you think you'd probably feel more relaxed? Yes, absolutely. If you actually didn't try and get it perfect? Yes, 100%. And what do you think ha- what do you think happens to the brain when we're not relaxed? What happens to that executive center when we're not relaxed, when we're in fight flight? It, it shuts down. <laughs> it shuts the shit down. You can't think of anything. That's why people, you know, who get really nervous and anxious in front of an audience or presenting, they forget their lines is because they're trying to get it perfect. That happened to me once, actually. I'll tell a quick story about this. When I was in high school, it's my first performance on stage I'd ever done. And <clears throat> school's very big. So the audience probably had somewhere between 500 to 1,000 people. Like it was a big school mm. with, with you know, parents and kids and so on. But my part was part, it was like a three-part part. So I was one of the people and then there was someone before me and someone after me and it was the same music, but we all had different lines and different words, but it was the same song. Yes. Yeah. So what I did, because I didn't want to fuck up, I didn't want to stuff up. So I learned the lines of the, of the guy before me and I learned the lines of the girls after me. And I like, I learned that shit so, so much. So I knew exactly when to come in and I knew when, when it was supposed to end. I got on stage I started singing and what I sang were the lines of the guy before me. I like repeated his lines. I couldn't remember my lines. <laughs> and I'm looking at the audience, principals in the front row. And I'm like, I, I see him. I'm singing the wrong lines. And I, I realize I, into the microphone, I go, oh shit. <laughs> Everyone hears me say, oh shit. And then I look at the principal. I'm like, shh. Then I do it again. Oh, shit. Because now the principal <laughs> saw me say, oh, shit, in front of the whole audience. I learned the most valuable lesson from that experience, that over-preparation can kill presenting. It can kill it. Now, it doesn't mean that preparation is not valuable, but when you over-prepare, when you try to be perfect, it just stuffs everything up. So the next night, I went on. I didn't like, I wasn't so obsessed about it like I was the night before. I remember my lines. I went out there. I nailed it. It was so great. And that's what started the spark inside of me to perform in front of an audience. And all through high school, that's all I did because I just loved it so much. The key for you is to see the value of not getting it right and making that mistake and what you can learn from that and how you can grow from that and how giving yourself permission to be a bit more relaxed about the way you deliver actually allows you to be in your executive center more and allows you to flow more easily because you're not trying so desperately to get it the right way. Mm. Because the truth is the audience doesn't know what the right way actually is. Would you say that's true, Chris? Or care in lots of cases. They don't don't give a shit. Mm. They don't, firstly, they don't even know what it's supposed to be. They don't even care most of the time. All they want to see is that it it captivates them. That's all. You just want to be captivated when you watch someone presenting or performing in front of a camera, or in front of an audience. That's all you care about. If they tell stories, if they smile, or, you know, if they're just loose and you know easy. That's all they care about. So they don't actually know about whether it's perfect or not. It's only you. You're in your own head about that. So the key for you, which is what you know, we're saying to Chris in our previous episode, and what he was saying is you've got to just be who you are naturally. So who you are naturally 
when you're not in front of a camera is exactly the same person you're going to be when you're in front of the camera. It's the same person because that's, that's who people relate to in your normal day-to-day life. That's where you excel actually in your day-to-day life. So that's the person that's going to be able to sell something and present something the best. Mm. No other version of you is going to be able to do it better than that person. Yes. The key is asking yourself, well, how would it benefit me if I didn't do it the way I thought I was supposed to? And I just did it like the way I speak to Chris when we're not on camera or the way I speak to my family or the way I speak to clients when I'm not presenting like in this type of format. What, What would the benefit be to me if I actually did it that way? Well, I'd probably feel calmer. I'd probably feel more relaxed. I'd probably be more in the flow, in the rhythm. Uh, Things would get across more clearly, which would actually get better um, engagement, which would benefit me because then I'd feel validated and I'd feel more confident, which would help me want to do it. It would actually make me want to do it more because it kind of would fuel my ego. Make sense? Yes. (laughs) So we can look at all the far-reaching ways this could actually serve you. And we could even look at the opposite equation of this. And ask the opposite question. What are the downsides to me of trying to be perfect all the time when I'm presenting on camera? I'll make so many mistakes Mm. and I stuff it up and then I beat myself up because I try to get it right. And then I don't want to do it and I lose confidence, stop believing in myself and then I never want to do it again. It's a vicious cycle. Shift your perspective on it as best as you can and to answer that question as many times as you can. Yes. The more you answer the question, how does it serve me to do it differently to the way that I try or have tried in the past how would it serve me how does it serve me to do it in my day-to-day life that way the more benefits you stack up in your mind eventually you'll get to that aha moment and you'll realize oh yeah no that's i prefer doing it that way that actually feels better and then you'll sit in it in the previous episode you're talking about values so how does values then kind of build upon what you're saying there if let's say for example you do want to present the key is with the value side of the equation is making sure that you're talking about things that you really care about, that you actually have a high value on, that you have good um, knowledge on, that's your, it's your subject matter, that you have high skill in that area. Because if you have high skill in that area and you know, you can, you you know, that's automated for you, then it's actually easy for you to talk about it. Mm. It's actually easy for you to deliver that content. It's not hard. It's just, you're doing it in a different format. Yes. Yep. That's That's all you're doing. It's the same thing just with a different format. Brennan, and I don't want to highlight Brennan's negatives here by any means, but I know that when he stuffs a line or it doesn't get a word out clearly, that he corrects himself. He stops and he corrects himself. He makes the effort to continually correct himself. And it, I find that if he just kind of gotten through it, he wouldn't have drawn so much attention to it because all it's doing is yeah. slowing down, slowing the conversation, slowing it down, and really just highlighting the fact that he's fucked up that word or line or whatever it was. So, and again, this is not raising awareness to you, Brendan, but I'm just kind of interested. What What is that about? Is it just him being a perfectionist? It sounds, well, that's what he said at the beginning, is that he wants to get it perfect and he's detail-oriented. So there are upsides to that in certain situations. Yeah. But Definite I, upsides in I, certain situations, but not when it comes to speaking. Yeah, because I, I think like no matter who he's talking to, it could be me, our team, uh, presenting to a client, he, he follows the same pattern. So I'm just kind of curious, like how does he – because I know that it, it doesn't benefit me and I think that it is – you know, it's not a strong point. It's, it's definitely like a weakness and a, and a bad habit. And I'm talking, I guess, from a presenter coach here, but how does he overcome that? 
the the key to overcome it really is looking at the downsides of him trying to correct himself all the time and trying to get it perfect all the time and then looking for the benefits of just just keep, just go just keep going mm. like when we talk day to day to human beings we don't take 10 steps back and go oh shit i should have said it differently mm. let me yeah. just let me just say it with a different word let me just like try and correct that and do it and we don't do that in day-to-day communication when you're speaking to camera you're speaking to one human being that's because that's who's watching you it's not 10,000 people it's one person you're talking directly to one person it's like you're having a conversation and it's like you're sharing something with them and it's got to come across like that's what you're doing that's why I said to you it's got to be like the way you would normally communicate in your day-to-day life we're not put put in this position where you're under pressure to communicate in a different way because like the way Chris presents like now even on camera or the way he speaks is no different like this is like literally no different to how he speaks to me when I see him in person like it's no different and he would probably say similar to me I guess like I don't know the way I'm communicating right now yes and I don't like I don't know who's listening and who's watching this. I don't really care. I mean, I love whoever's watching this. Thank you for watching this and listening. I appreciate it. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't care about the criticism. I don't care about the judgment about the way I'm doing this or the way I might come across. And this is what I'm like day in, day out. Yeah, but is that I'm because in- you're valuing the fact that you're you're confident in your skin and you've put the quality of the information high on your values? You it's know, just, I, no matter how you get it out, you know that you're the expert. It's because I'm talking about stuff that I value. Yes. Because I'm talking about stuff that I value, like you can put me in any situation. I will be able to talk about this nonstop. It's just automated yes. for me. This yes. is like what I love to talk about. It's what I love to I love to impart wisdom on, uh, empower people with. This is just my, it's my subject matter. So because I value it so highly and I, this is like what I think about, I breathe this shit day in, day out, it's easy for me to talk about it. What about in, in situations of conflict where you, you go through the conflict and then you know minutes later or days later you think of the perfect thing that you should have said? <laughs> How does that fit into what you're saying? It's not days later, it's minutes later. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, damn well, it, I should have said this. <laughs> so, but... When you say when you say something like I should have or I needed to or I had to or I ought to or something that's that's what we call um, an imperative language. That's when you're subordinating to someone else saying that that's the way you should have done it. You did it the way you did it because that's the way it needed to be done. You said it the way you said it because that's the way it needed to be said in the moment. Yes. And there's an upside to everyone involved that you said it that yes. way. It doesn't matter. It happened. And therefore, you've got to be okay with that and be neutral with that. I mean, there's, back there's to no I guess, such thing as perfectionism. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we're, well we're, oh. we're all imperfectly perfect. That's yeah. the truth. And, <laughs> like we, like, are you know how many times I've stuffed up on this podcast already? <laughs> well, I'm gonna, we're going to edit that out, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, uh, that's okay just for quality purposes. But like, I don't care that I stuffed up. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference to my life. Yeah, but if you and if you were the, talking shit and you couldn't string two sentences together and like. You know, nobody's really different. going to get anything out of this. Then, yeah, we would all that'd agree be, that that'd it's, be different. Yeah, right. That, so that's a shit show, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wrap up with a final word from Gary V. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who go was, for it. <laughs> who was asked? Uh, who was asked in one of his uh, social media clips? Quality versus quantity, I think it was. Yeah. And his answer was, "Get it out the door." And the guy goes, "Why?" And he goes, "Quality." 
is subjective. Totally. It's always going to come back to perception. 100%. It's always going to be about perception at the end of the day. Like you're perceiving that you're not doing it the right way. From my perspective, you're presenting the way you're supposed to present. Uh, you might, like, for example, you might have someone listening to this or watching this and go and like looking at me and going, like, his lighting shit. Yeah. He hasn't shaved. Like, who is this dropkick on this call? Never heard of him in our lives. Um, and other people will go, I really like the content. Yeah. I can relate. And we're going to look him up. Right. <laughs> and we're going to look him up. We're going to check him out and see where he lives, hopefully, hunt him down. Hopefully he's had a shave yeah. by the time we're we Hopefully, in. yeah. Hopefully he looks a bit cleaner by the time we see him. He doesn't look like he just came off the street. But there are going to be people who connect with what you say. They're going to be people who don't connect with what you say. But if you're trying to get it perfect because you want everyone to connect, then you're not going to get anyone to connect. It's just never going to happen. It's never going to so happen. So you just got to be you. Be you just got to be you. The, the one thing that I've learned in my life, it's one of the many things that I will always remember. And that's just the thing that I try and teach every single person I come into contact with is you got to get to the point where you're not attached to other people's perspectives of you, good or bad, because then you get to be yourself. You get to be authentic. You get to be in flow. You get to be in rhythm and you get to do the thing that you do best, whether that's presenting on camera, whether that's performing in front of an audience, whether that's selling to a client, whatever the hell it is, you just get to do it brilliantly. So you, it's about getting you to that point where you're just not attached to what anyone thinks and what anyone feels about what you're doing and what you're saying. Beautiful. And that's Greg's final thought for, <laughs> and I've taken you over. He's got a baby to go to and I've held him for long enough. So like- I, Oh yeah, my wife's already sending me messages going, yeah. you were supposed to be home at 6.15. Where are yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So look, I'm going to let you go, man. Look, I, I, honestly, that was just the best. That was just the best. Thank you so much. And- uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, look, it's just- yeah, I know that both Brent and I will have plenty to talk about after this session and I wouldn't be surprised if he comes and becomes a client with you and you also pick up a lot of clients from, from this because I think we could all do with a bit of love in our minds. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I think, and, and Greg, from personal yes. experience, has always been just such an easy person to talk to and back to my original comment to you right at the start, why does my wife like you so much? I know why she likes you so much because- you make it very easy for her to understand why she is who she is, why she does what she does. And I think that's mm -hmm. gives people just a bit of peace of mind, quite frankly. Yes. You know, because yeah. we're all in our heads, aren't we? Particularly now. Yes. We're in our heads. And yes. having an outsider like yourself to get clarity on breaking the behavior and the pattern and the cycle that people's brains are in at the moment, I think is one of the most valuable and important things that people can embrace, Agreed. whether it's in business, whether it's in their personal life. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my, my heart. It's my pleasure. And uh, I know Susan will just love to listen to this episode as well. Really great once we edit all their ums and ahs out. <laughs> let's let's, let's make it perfect. <laughs> make it perfect. Oh, man. Take care. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What did you think? Excellent. So interesting. And I think that's going to be so helpful for so many people. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel really good, actually. It's, I feel a lot calmer. And right. I think that's because, yeah, maybe my brain is starting to go let's not put so much emphasis on these things that that don't matter to people 
you're going to have highs and lows, positives and negatives. It's not all about being positive 100% of the time. Acknowledge mm. the fact that negative is really like it's just as important as the positive, you know. It is, yeah. And I think sometimes the negatives actually make the positives more valuable. Go see Dr. Greg Schrewer. I know he'll change your life. If you want to start on the path to become a video marketing professional, just go to ridgefilms.com.au slash learn. And for only $47, you get instant access to our online course plus live coaching sessions with me every month. Let us help take the mystery out of producing videos. So go to ridgefilms.com.au slash learn and see you next week.